Nissan Regina is the presenting sponsor of Off the Hazel Podcast. And as always, we like to remind you that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. They're the number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, or any needs at all. They have a great staff that is always willing to help. You can go see them today at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. Do it today. Drive Nissan. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kocher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Alrighty, we are very happy to announce that Off the Hosel and TaylorMade Golf have committed to a long-term partnership. We couldn't be happier. Now it is time that you get yourself into some TaylorMade gear. They have the brand new Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max driver. The irons are incredible, and the new wedges are raw. Some of the best players in the world use TaylorMade, so why shouldn't you? For more information on getting fitted or have any questions, you can contact Mike.Langan at TaylorMadeGolf.com or find them on Twitter at Mike underscore Langan underscore TM. Team TaylorMade. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel. My name is Drew Koser. I am your host. I'm not joined by Troy Toy today. He is working, taking a maintenance day. But we get Danny H. Picking Machine back in the house. Good to see you, Danny. Koshi, what's going on, man? Haven't seen you for a while. It's been a hot minute. Been a hot minute. We got Danny H. in-house with Koosh. But episode 60 another big guest for the boys and the girls <laughs> before we get started as always i'd like to mention that this is a nissan driven podcast they're the number one place that your next vehicle no brainer they have out the new 2021 road and these things are unreal they have great staff that is always willing to help you out so if you're in need of a new vehicle it is time to head on down to nissan regina located on 11 11 Broad Street, Regina. Drive, Drive Regina. Nissan. Wee doody. We're back. We're here. We are back. We are back. <laughs> With the dogs up. And we always mention that we are located at Divots Indoor Golf. We have our own setup in there. That's pretty awesome. It's pretty sick, actually. So come on, come on by. Seven great simulators. The food is great. People are awesome. The atmosphere is something else. Beers are cold. Beers are ah. cold. Always a great time. Check out Divots Indoor Golf on social media and get down here to play. Located on? Rossdale Boulevard? Yes, North Enders. So, without further ado, Dan, before we give a long intro today, because I love to talk about sports and whatever else is going on in the world, we have beauty on today, but we'll get to that later. Off to the open pit. Danny H., what is going on, man? It's been a while since I've talked to you. Man. 
It's been what two weeks since I've seen the old Koshies. You don't even text me anymore. So yeah, I don't. I've just been ignoring Koshi, giving them the old uh, R treatment on the old iPhone Messenger. But standard, um, no, nah, no free ads. <laughs> no free ads. Um, yeah, man, been a busy couple weeks. I mean, as you know, we talked off the record. You know, had some shit going on with work and stuff. So haven't seen you. Haven't really you know seen Troy that much the last couple weeks. But I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back in here, divots. Baby in black, I hear this hat. I'm like, no, no, no. I like that. We should have added that in there. Um, no, but I'm happy to see you, man. And uh, like you said, we got a great guest on today, hey? Yeah, I'm pretty pumped uh, for everyone to hear this one. Is It's uh, another Barstool guy. It's Barstool Chief, and we'll get to that in a little bit here. But um, What's uh, what's not new with you, man? Sorry for asking. You know what? Uh, I went for an outdoor rink session on Saturday. And then I had a double header on Sunday. I felt I was in peewee hockey camp, uh, sweaty gear going back to back on Sunday. I was on the ice snapping around. Um, ice was pretty shitty. Well, it's so too warm now for the Too warm, air. exactly. But uh, no, I was good to be on the ice though. Forgot my puffer on Saturday, so I was dying for a shift of the game. But uh, got to pace yourself out there. Got to pace yourself. That's what I try and do, you know, out safe. If you see me in the first few shifts, don't do much. You know, we till the end of the game when it counts the most. So exactly, we need a goal. At 2017 Chirp City Champions, we haven't won anything since. But um, no, I've been golfing lots. That's been good. Oh, and I guess you would have heard it in the intros. You dropped, I think, two or three ads in the intro before we start talking here. This is a tailor-made podcast. We are now tailor-made Canada, a golf podcast. We're partners. We're partners. And if Not you need any deal. help, you can contact Mike Langan, Mike.Langan at TaylorMadeGolf.com or go to any of your local golf courses, need help, ask questions, they will direct you in the right direction of heading over to play some TaylorMade Golf. Man, we did that content day. Unfortunately, you missed it. Um, Looked like a good time. Oh, man. Mike won first. Beauty. Yeah. Great guy there. Man rocket. Two man rocket, man rocket, man missile, as uh, outsider Tommy would say. But the gear, unreal. I haven't got fitted for clubs in five years, so I gained some yardage, some distance, which is uh, scary for everyone listening. Be careful, I'm coming for you, <laughs> Troy. This guy's hitting sixteen-year-old irons. He's hitting a seven iron, one twenty-five. Listen up, everyone. One twenty-five seven iron. He gets this new seven iron in his hands. And I shit you not, 175, seven in a row on the track, man. Um, Troy was pretty pumped. He was grinning, uh, what is it, ear to ear? Is that the correct term? Yep. Ear, ear to ear. ear. So, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy couple weeks here for the pod. Yeah, I got to, next time they come to town, I got to test that out. You know, I could go from, you know, 50, 60 yards to 175. That'd be nice. So, I don't know if I would make that quite, uh, that jump that quick, but. Just worm burners. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, that's what uh, I've been I've been doing, golfing. Growing the pod. So what we're doing. We're just growing standard. the pod. <laughs> standard business. Okay, man. Let's get right into some uh, sports talk because there's lots going on. NHL, PGA, LPGA. It's all uh, it's all happened up in the, his house. <laughs> First off, how about Connor McDavid? This guy's a pretty good hockey player. Yeah, he's average, you know. Uh, <laughs> no, he's unreal. The Oilers are kind of, they've been playing good the last they have. week here. The Leafs have been unreal. Go Leafs, go. I'm a Leafs fan. If you hate me because of that, then... Uh, skip ahead. Yeah, skip ahead. Move on. Move along. Swipe left. <laughs> um, no, the Leafs are looking good, of course. Oilers are starting to pick it up here. Flames oh, look good. Flames look good the last few games, yeah. 
Um, they need to pick it up. I don't know that raw. You look at the roster; it's like how are they not doing better? Yeah, but uh, I think they are uh, picking it up here. Um, Sens still suck. Um, <laughs> Montreal's just right there. They're right behind the Leafs. They're they're a pretty good team too. Best so. goal in the world helps. Yeah, Carey Carey Price. Carey Price. And, well, what and other teams? What, what uh, teams are you liking sort uh, south of the border? Uh, south of the border. Uh, I'm you know I I'm not I don't have a team. Like I, I like to watch certain players, but a team that I've graduated is that the word well, what's a big word for coach i've yeah, gra- oh, gravitated i've yeah, gravitated there you go what the hell did i say Gradu- yeah, graduated i graduated him not a boy claps. no um the vegas knights hey, oh, I love, man. it's they're vegas time they're actually so good they're nasty i like the way they play their style's cool they were i'm not a huge fan of the golden bucket so no though the shiny chrome ones like one and done they wear them once and that's it yeah not not a bunch of times in a row i don't like that but um, yeah, go on. I did want to ask you though. Matthews has been hot as well. 18 game point streak was and came to a halt the other night. The question I had written down was Would you say McDavid and Matthews are the new era of Ovi and Crosby? Hmm. I'd say they are, but without that rivalry. You know, Crosby and Ovechkin kind of had that. Yeah. Um, kind of had that hate for each other, right? When they'd play and it was always aggressive, you know. Matthews and McDavid, they're kind of, they don't really, obviously they're both unreal players, but they don't have that uh, rivalry yet between them two. But um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, definitely. I think, uh, I mean, Matthews, come on, 18 goals in 18 games. Well, did, I not, did I not say that he'll score 50 and 56 this year? 50 and 56? I said that like before, the, before we started. Yeah. It's no brainer. He's yeah. unreal. What do you think McDavid's going to, McDavid, McDavid's probably going to put up more points in him, but goals, yeah. I think Matthews is going to beat him on the goals. But. They're both great players, but yeah. the reason why I asked the question, I just thought that you let it Crosby, you let it Ovi, like these guys battle that you said, and different rivals, but man, these guys are doing something crazy right now. And like, it's, you know, it's not a great division, but I, I quite enjoy it because that's why I like to talk about the, the Canadian teams because we can't go to the States, so we yeah. don't talk about the States. And you, last podcast, we said that we're going to talk about the Canadian division because mm-hmm. we can't go south it, of the border. So. Yeah, it's exciting to watch. Obviously, these, you got, you know, the Leafs never, they only played the Oilers twice. The Flames, Vancouver, Winnipeg, they only play them, you know, twice a year. So it's cool to see that, but it definitely opens up the opportunity for these, you know, the Leafs, they play Sens nine times or whatever it is to, you know, really dummy up, dumb them up and put the points on the board for Matthews, you know, score goals. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you this, though. What's up? If this was a What's 50, up, bro? What's up? If this was a 56-game season and it was the whole league, like, regular divisions, yep. do you think Matthews would still be scoring uh, as many goals as he would? You know, I, I I think so. Like he's just a pure goal scorer. And yeah. I, I think I even said it before they even announced the divisions that he's gonna score fifteen fifty six because mm-hmm. he's just a pure goal scorer. He is, yeah, he's unreal. Like you know, people say what they want to say about him. You know, it doesn't look that he works hard. He works hard. He's just a different stater. Mm-hmm. Everyone stays different. But like, he, he's really grown his game. I think defensively yeah. too this year. He's he's unreal around the whole ice, and his game's really matured. And yeah. Okay. Well, my next point is. Last night, the Flames skunked the Leafs. Yeah. 3 was... nothing. Um, Again, I like Calgary. I think I, here, I'll, before you jump in, I even told my Dallas the other day, I was like, you know what? I like the Flames because I've been to the rink lots. Again, I don't have a team. But I love when they score. Woo-hoo! <laughs> 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 yeah, the, the old Dude, ACDC. Like this sick goal horn, sick yeah. goal song. Love it. But uh, no, what are your thoughts last night on the game? Well, hmm. I think the Leafs they didn't they didn't show up to perform last night. You know they they didn't 
they didn't play that. Uh, they had tons of chances. They had what? I don't know how many breakaways on the, the penalty kill there when they were on the penalty kill. But um, I think Calgary just they did outplay them and they deserved a win. And it hasn't happened at all this year. Um, the Leafs getting skunked in goals. So yeah. hopefully that's just a one-off thing. But Calgary deserved a win for sure. Well, and I did want to say too. I believe David Riddick. From Riddick, like, oh. First time in like since the 1900s, legit like I want to say I'm gonna just say 1940. Don't quote me on this, everyone listening to the podcast. But the first time that the Flames goaltender has shut out the Leafs in Toronto since like 19. 19- oh, I think it was. Oh, and they were the Atlanta Flames. So that would have been in for sure the 1900s. Yeah, yeah, I saw that stat too during the game. Yeah, that, he played unreal. I mean, I think I do think he won them the game. Not that the Leafs played that great, but I think Riddick definitely still on his head for sure. Okay, jumping right along here. I mean, do you want to talk about any more NHL hockey at all? Um, yeah, well, just one, I, one more thing. Absolutely. Goalie's goal. <laughs> Goalie's goal. Well, I did want to mention, too, I didn't write it down, but uh, Dubois last night had the game winner, uh, PLD. And Winnipeg there, yeah. You know, I like Winnipeg. I like the way they play. They're deep. I like I like that team, yeah. I, I don't know what, to, um, you know, like, are they going to beat the Leafs in the, in the you know first round or whatever how it works, but... I don't know. They're a strong team. They move the pucks well. Uh, they're a big team. That's what I like about Winnipeg. Do they got huge? Blake Wheeler, even Shifley's a big boy. You know, he's been on a roll too. Yeah, they got. I like that. I like the Jets team. I think I got a buddy that uh, is a huge Jets fan, and he says their biggest thing is just they don't play consistent enough. You know, yeah. Like when they play, they're they're a hard team to play against. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's jump right along here. Obviously, you know some upsetting news, but kind of you know it's a positive with a negative. I guess you'd say. Uh, as we're recording this, we found out today, you know, Tiger Woods in an accident. Um, you know, I saw him on the TV network at his home, at the host of the tournament, the Genesis. Um, yeah, you know, I guess we found out that he's, you know, got some light injuries. He's it's non-life-threatening, which is great mm-hmm. to hear. He's, um, in some sur- he's getting some surgeries done right now is what they're saying. Yeah, you know, like, like I saw Riggs' tweet on from the foreplay there. And I was like, what? So then I went on Twitter, and then I was glued to my phone for about an hour, and then I turned on the golf channel, and it was across worldwide news, as it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, just just to know that he's not, you know, really, really hurt. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, when you see it, it's just gut-wrenching news, and obviously you wish nothing best for uh, Tiger there to recover, and hopefully um, hopefully he's not too badly injured again. We don't know the details. We just know he's got some leg injuries, and – He's in some surgeries right now, so just yeah. prayers and thoughts to go towards him and his family, right? Like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. You know, I mean, I was watching the golf channel today, and everyone's trying to carve him, like the pass and this and that. And I'm like, let's just worry about you know Tiger and his family, you know, yeah, young Charlie now, and, his, and his daughter. Like, just mm-hmm. like let's get through this. Let's make sure he's okay because you know, I I think Tiger was, you know, wanting to play in the Masters in April here, and yeah, it's, t- know, it's tough to hear. You know, it's it's. It's tough for like as far as golf news, but definitely sucks even more because you don't you know as a um, as just in life in general in general you never want to get hurt. Yeah, um, you know in an accident it sucks. So and it, it did. I don't want to even bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up. It pissed me off to you know going to the through through the news stations and CBS, CBC, all those channels. I don't even want to give them attention, but they're saying I click on it and they're saying you know it, it, this brings up a, a bad past with. You know him when he would cheat on his wife and all this other crap. It's like, why are you even talking about that right now? Yep. This guy's in the hospital, and that was before they knew the extent of his injuries. 
it's like you know why are you even talking about that let's, yeah let's talk about him like he's a person let's hope he's okay not about his past which exactly. really, it really pissed me off but no that's a great point because it, i mean put aside whatever he he has done or anyone has done exactly, he's, yeah. human, he's a human being exactly. he's injured he's, he's in an accident like he's the greatest golfer of all time mm-hmm. he's a goat so are we gonna sit here and just you know just oh the golf game this and that who gives a shit exactly. at the end of the day? Right now, it's about his life mm-hmm. and, and hopefully he's okay and it's health and, and healthy. So, yeah, m- m- move on from that. I'm sure there'll be more notice down the road, but mm-hmm. obviously, I don't think Tiger will ever hear this podcast. If he does, no. it'd be great, but let's wish and, him nothing yeah. but the best. And also, just to, we were, we're talking, we're recording this Tuesday, so I'm sure everyone's going to know anyways. Well, this is released today on Wednesday, but we're talking about it Tuesday as uh, this is when the accident happened this morning. So, yeah, exactly. Just dumping my elbow on the side of the shelf there. Yeah. Uh, okay, quick one here. Lake Tahoe, Jeremy Hanley. Um, he wrote in, but I can't even find it on my phone here, but he wrote in about Lake Tahoe. Did you watch the game? I the watched games, a bit of it, yeah. Were there two games there? Two games, yep. The first one got delayed. I don't know yeah, how like six hours, wasn't it? Yeah, longer than that even. I don't, I don't know exactly, but um, what did you think of it? I, I didn't even watch it. I went oh, didn't to watch out it? the rink because... I was going to watch it, and then I went to the outdoor rink with the Ripper, the young Ripper. Um, but then I came home, and there was like, oh, the delay, because the ice was, uh, you know, soft or well, whatever. It wasn't that cold there, and they said the sun was out, right? And you were on the ODR when it was nice when yeah. that sun gets out, and it's blaring on this ice. It's it's not going to it's not gonna improve the ice at all, so. Well, then I saw I saw some, uh, you know, two guys, oh, the referee and one of the players fell, and... Um, that was kind of funny that they both just toe picked. You know what the biggest picked. issue with that though was? I was watching some videos. The uh, the sponsors on the ice they yeah. said really messed it up. If they didn't have sponsors on the ice, it might not have been a big deal. Nice one, Gary. Like, good job, Gary. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Anyways, though, it looked pretty sweet. The scenic uh, side of it looked pretty cool. But I, I think Jeremy asked. He goes, "Should they have continued to pl- or rescheduled? Is that, was that what happened there in game two? I didn't even see what happened in game two. Did you game see game two? Or he's talking about game one when the uh, here I'll read. It. I'll read what he said. They, oh, maybe it's gone now. Oh, here it is. Thoughts on the outdoor game in Colorado getting postponed, and if they should continue? Yeah, that was the Colorado Colorado versus Vegas. Um, I think what they did was kind of odd. It was kind of a one-off thing where they delayed it however many hours. I didn't see anything wrong with it." They just continued the game. What was it, one nothing, or whatever the hell it was? Um, I didn't see anything wrong with it personally, but Danny H swearing the boys. But but uh, if it was like a longer delay, yeah, then it would have got too much. It was a long delay, but those guys got dressed, probably had a nap, and whatever. If it happened again, definitely. I'd Res- be decent a Putin for sure. You know, I'd be getting <laughs> in the beers. No, <laughs> just crushing a Putin. Um, okay, quickly here before we get into some PGA talk. You all want to hear about it. You don't want to hear about it. You know what to do. Push the 30-second skip button. Mike Babcock, former NHL coach. He's been a head coach for 35-plus years. The new head coach of the US, U of S Huskies, the University of Saskatchewan Huskies. Uh, I talked to some buddies that have played for the Huskies in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they say about it? Don't have to give names, but what are they? Uh, Mixed reviews? They're or happy what? they're done. Um, really? playing I would yeah you... just in the past of what they've experienced but what I'm gonna read here is from a good from our good buddies over the Rod Peterson show yeah he quoted today I know who I am I know what I've done some of this doesn't pass the smell test at all so 
what he's saying is, and we know, he's human. He made mistakes. He hopes to learn and move on. He had better coaching. And he did mention he's very excited to coach in, in Saskatoon, the U of S team. Yeah, where he's from. Um, yeah. In town. Uh, I, I guess thoughts, Dan. I mean, you're a Leaf guy. I'm a, I am like Babcock as a hockey coach. I'm a hockey coach. I'm a huge believer in second chances. Uh, I just want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, well, I like Babcock. I'm, I, you know, I know he did stuff with the Marner and some questionable things with the Leafs and other players in the past, but I don't hate him like other people do. I think, you know, I think he is a good coach. I think and I've never been, you know, a player underneath him, but no, for sure. But his, you know, his past resume, I'd, it's hard to complain. He's a yeah, he had good teams that he was coaching on, but you know, a coach is definitely a key part of the game too. There's no doubt about that. I so I think that. what's that? I appreciate that. Yeah. Um I think it's sweet. If I was a US Huskier now, I would be pumped. You're getting a guy that coached in the NHL for how long? Like I'd be he's pretty won, excited what, about two it. Cops? Exactly. And he's only gonna be there for the year, Three right? Cops. Did he won two in Detroit or one Detroit and one yeah, I gotta, yeah. Either way, he's a lot no, of ranks. Yeah, yeah. And um so yeah, I mean, I think if I was the U of S U of S Husky, I'd be pumped about it, getting that experience and that knowledge, being an NHL guy. He's only going to be there for one year, right? I think he said two, two at the most. He's going to groom someone, which is well. well sorry, cut yeah. off. But watching which, that show, what he was saying was the 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 board of the team, whatever it is, they want to find the guy that Mike can groom to be the guy that continue continue yeah. to do what Dave Adolph did. Uh, as Adolph was there for 27 years, mm. did great things. It's always U of A, U of S. Um, well, that's yeah. just it. He's going into a, a hell of a program there with the, the Huskies are a top team every year, right? So, oh, yeah. I mean, I would be pumped if I was a player there because you're going to get that NHL um, resume and experience, but we'll yeah. see how he does. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to complain about getting an NHL uh, coach in there Absolutely. to shake things up a bit, right? Well, here's here's a quote from his daughter, and, I, and I, this is you know it's kind of it's it's life. His comment, his daughter's comments to him. It's not what you say sometimes; it's your tone when it's said. That's a good life lesson because you know what he makes mistakes. We all make mistakes. You tie mm -hmm. your shoe wrong the one day. You, you don't turn your bl your blinker on the one day. Those are minor mistakes. He made some mistakes. He admitted to it. Yeah. I know. Um. You know. Sorry. Just you know. I just think that Mike. If I could win as much as he did, I'd be happy. Mm -hmm. I'd be very happy. I th I think the program's in good hands. Mike's gonna go there, and you don't think this is gonna make a ton of money for universities? Oh. You yeah. don't think people are gonna go watch the game just to watch Mike Babcock? You don't think players would be like, "Oh my God, Babs is my coach." Yeah. There's gonna be scouts there. Mike Babcock knows people. He's gonna talk to people. Hey, this guy's on my team. He's a pretty good player. Yeah, come watch him. So I think so. And that's my take. I was I was even just saying to my uh, other buddies there too uh, when he got hired, or they announced that he was hired. You know, hopefully the COVID stuff's done and we can go to some hockey here. But when they come to Regina and play, I want to go watch because I want to see yeah. Babcock there. I want to see how they are. I want to see how the team is. I know U of S is unreal, but yeah, uh, it'd be cool to see him behind the bench. You know, like. And I, and I think I'm not the only one thinking like that. So that's going to bring money for, for the universities, you know, right? Like, well, I was texting dupes. I said, should I put my name in for the you know assistant job and get groomed? He's like, yeah, I think they have their uh, 
their coach lined up. Yeah. Come here. Oh, All right. Thanks start. a lot, dupes. Appreciate it. <laughs> no. So, uh, anyways, it's good. A sassy grown guy coming back home. Yeah. Why not? You know, he's already coaching U of L. He's coaching U- University of Red Deer. He knows what it's about. He's mm-hmm. excited, and he said it today. I, th- I think I saw Mike Babcock smile more today on that show than I've ever oh, seen. He's pumped. He's and pumped. I'd love to meet the guy. But uh, let's jump on here to some yeah. golf because people might have skipped over this whole conversation. All right, the Genesis, the Genesis Invitational. Your, your headphones don't work; they're down or what? Oh, I just ears getting a little sore, so oh, okay. I got to take them off. We're good. All right, all right. Let's keep her going. The here. Genesis Invitational on the second playoff hole. The winner, Max Homa. I really like the play of Max Homa this week. Dustin Johnson, I picked him to win this week. Did not win. Looked really good though. What place did he finish off? Uh, I want to say. Got to be top 10, I think. Do you think he was 7 under, 6 under? Okay. Uh, Sam Burns looked solid. Kind of fell apart a bit there. Yet again, Tony Finau looked so good. Back to back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. That's three. Yep. Second place finishes. He makes 20. This is a crazy stat. 23 for 23 inside 10 feet since the, the ninth hole in the third round. Is that good? Uh, not bad, not bad. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So, my question to you is: Do you know what the percentage is? The percentage is or was of Max Homa birding the last hole, the 18th hole, in every event he plays in? You gotta tell me, Drew. He birdies the 18th hole 20 percent of the time. What does he do? He hums one off the lip. I'm like, oh my god, he misses putt. So now we're going to playoff, and Burns said it chipped in for Eagle. Didn't they go to a playoff? And Finau's down the pipe, chip up, can make birdies over. Max Homa snipes one a little bit left. He's up against a tree. I'm like, it's over. Smell you later. This guy is like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook a wedge onto the green, make, make par. It's over. He hits the shot. I'm like, oh my, it's on the green, yeah. on the green. Finau messes his putt. They make par, go to the next hole. Finau knows you can't go left. What does he do? Goes left in the bunker. Homa hits the green, wins. I, you you would have saw on social media I was blowing up the phone here yeah. and Twitter and Instagram was going crazy but crazy event congrats to Max Homa winning his second event on the PGA Tour uh, one of the best Twitter follows on uh, on Twitter that guy just guy carves people online Does he? You give oh, it back? I, I love it it guy's a beauty <laughs> I can't I hope they get him on the show one day I'm gonna burp here <clears throat> hold it sorry in. come on but, be professional uh, yeah sorry <laughs> But, yeah, that's uh, awesome though. Yeah. yeah, it was a good event. I don't, did you watch it at all or no? Watched a little bit near the end there when the playoff rounds were happening. But yeah, like you covered it all. That was pretty sweet to see. Eh? Did you did you happen to watch anything in round three? Not that round, no. I, I round three, they yeah. had a four hour wind delay. Like the one guy's ball fl- like rolled twenty eight feet, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna call it." Really? Yeah, oh yeah. It was, it was, it was this, a me playing out there. What? Four or five hour wind delay, and they sat in the clubhouse, and guys were like laying on the ground, like. Just bored. They're hitting, they're hitting with shots in the wind. Like John Rahm was hitting like seventy-five yard cuts into the wind, rolling it back, trying to land on the tee box. Where they're hitting from. That's like that's like me, nuts. but it's no wind involved. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was a crazy event. Again, congrats to Max Homa. Canadians this week. As we talked last week, Troy, we talked about it, and you know, Dan, you weren't here, but wasn't as good of a week. But again, this is a better week for Canadians. But yet again, Nick Taylor finishing T eighteenth. Another good week. Friend of the show, Adam Hadwin, T24. Mackenzie Hugh, T33. Connor, Corey Connors. That's my boy right there, Corey. Mis- miscut. Uh, um, come on, Corey. But, Dan, moving on to this week, 
We have the World Golf Championship at Concession in Florida. $10.5 million purse. And I believe the winner of it last year was Patrick Reed. We also have the Porto. How do you say Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico Open in. How do you say that word? Burrito? Uh, I don't know. I'm not looking at the computer. Burrito? <laughs> how do you say it? Burrito? Let's go with that. It's All probably right, not it, there. But... And we also have the LPGA Gainbridge event in Orlando, Florida. Three events. Big one at the World World Golf Championship. Max Homo also got into that event by winning this past one. Um, I might have to sort throw some money down on some of these events coming up. A little up jingle. Here. A little VLT sass. Trust the process. <laughs> Why not? I like it. Okay. I don't have much more. Do you want to send over the pod, or do you have anything last-minute notes oh, here you I, want to touch on? No, I think everyone's tired of us talking, so let's get to our guest. Alrighty, On today, all the way from Chicago, he's a blogger, a podcaster at the Redline Radio, covers the Chicago Blackhawks, and he works for Barstool Sports. Today Barstool we have... Sports. <laughs> Barstool Sports. We have on today Barstool Chief. We hope you guys enjoy it. It's a great interview. Are you tired of the same old Spice Rum and Coke or any other basic mixed drink? Well, we want to change that. Here at Off the Hazel Crew, we are proud supporters of Last Mountain Distillery. they got so many good choices that will change your world. Just some off the top of our head. Last Mountain Distillery Whiskey, Rum, Dill Petro Vodka, Root Beer Schnapps, and now new, Apple Pie Moonshine. If you haven't already checked out Last Mountain Distillery, for all your mixed bevy needs, Last Mountain Distillery, no questions asked. Already, we are pleased to have on from Chicago. He's a blogger, a co-host on the podcast called Redline Radio, and loves to talk Chicago Blackhawks hockey, and he works for Barstool Sports. Not a big deal. Uh, we are pleased to have on Chief. Thanks for joining the podcast today, man. Yeah, anytime. This was, I'm uh, happy to do it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. This is uh, perfect, and I like. I don't know. We only have you for a short period of time, and, I, and you know, you're a busy guy, and I, I get it. I can only imagine what... Uh, your schedule looks like uh, week to week, day to day, let alone, uh, you know, spending 30 minutes with me. So greatly appreciated. Yeah, I'm always down to talk, Hawk. I'm glad uh, we could squeeze something in here. Awesome. Okay, man, I, 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 we, let's get right into it. I have to know. I have to go right into the dark web to find this out. I mean, yeah, your name's Ryan, but where did the name Chief come from? I mean, it's kind of a like a long story, silly story. I had, uh, my, uh, freshman year of college, I was like kind of bragging on being good looking. Like, not that I am, oh, yeah. but I was just saying like I was good looking and my buddies would give me a hard time. Like, how could you, you know, why do you think you can date that girl or whatever it was? I can't remember the full back there. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like good looking. And there was a local high school, in our town that had, they were the scouts and uh, they had this Indian head mascot. They're like, what do you think? Like, what are you talking about? You're not good looking. You look like the mascot chief. And, um, and it kind of stuck uh, from there a little bit. And then that was, you know, when, when I first started Barcelona, I had another job. Um, and the, you know, it was like early days of the internet, like 2013. Yeah. So I was trying to like conceal my identity and not just put my full name out there at that point. So I kind of used that old uh, nickname. And, uh, you know, if I could go back and do it again, I'd probably just be Barstool Ryan, but it is what it is. So now, now I'm stuck with uh, 
this nickname. I love it. Well, it's funny because I actually texted uh, Frank Fleming. I'm like, hey, like, what's Chief's real name? And he's like, hmm, I don't know. But like, what do you mean you don't know? Like, you worked with him full time. Frank would have no idea. Okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. So, yeah, I had to uh, go on the dark web, and I think it was a LinkedIn page, actually, I found out. So, uh, anyhow, we got your uh, name. I mean, it's, it's right on my Instagram, and, and uh, it's, you know, I say it pretty freely now, but that's funny that you have to go through LinkedIn to get it. I didn't even know I still had a LinkedIn. <laughs> well, that's perfect. It's right in my, uh, you know, a couple of next questions here. I, I have to ask, you know, obviously, I believe you're in Chicago, but where did you grow up, and what sorts of things were you doing, sports, hobbies? Uh, you know, did he play a high-end hockey? Uh, just walk us through that, run. Yeah, so uh, moved around a lot as a, as a little kid. Um, you know, California, Connecticut, uh, two places in Connecticut, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. Uh, came out to Illinois when I was like 10, 11 years old, something like that. And my family's been here uh, basically ever since. And, uh, yeah, I, I played – Played, you know, your your normal kind of youth hockey, and then um, went in and played uh, uh, for. I went to New England Prep Hockey, so like Berkshire Prep. You know the name, like Kevin Miller. Yeah, uh, he was on my he was on my team. He plays with Bruins now. We played against uh, Jonathan Quick and Pacioretty and oh, wow. Atkinson and um, Brian Boyle was in that league at that time. So back then, you know, the USHL was not as big. Uh, as it is now and, and prep hockey was kind of where it was at. So I went that route and it was a really, really great experience. Um, for, for hockey wise for me, it wasn't that great out there. Uh, but academically it was really good and, you know, taught me how to think and speak and write. Yeah. Uh, so I went, you know, went there for, for hockey and ended up really benefiting from like that academic setting and, um, and yeah, so that, that would probably be, that was the best team I was on. I played a little bit in college. Um, but in terms of like the highest level, I'd say was that prep school team. Dude, that's awesome. And those are some, uh, some, some good players you play with. So, I mean, you must've learned something, I guess. I mean, yeah, are, I play uh... again. like I have vivid <laughs> memories of like getting stoned by Jonathan quick. And I, it was, <laughs> it was one of those things where I got out there and I was like, Oh, I'm not like these guys, yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> these guys are, Different These level. guys are way, way better than me. So, uh, you know, what, like I guess I'm not going to be in the NHL or, something. you know, like that was kind of like the realization. Like there are players in a league that are just head and shoulders better than the rest of the country. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to call you Chief now because that's, uh, I love it, and that's a nickname. <laughs> call me whatever you want. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so Chief, before you got into, you know, Barstool, um, what were you doing before for previous jobs? Yeah, I worked. Uh, I worked all sorts of different jobs. My most recent one, I was uh, kind of sales and marketing. Ended up doing like operations for them. I did all sorts of things because it was like a, a basically a startup manufacturing packaging company. Okay. Um, so that was that was a really it was a tough experience, but and that uh, but it taught me a lot and I learned a lot because you know when you're a startup, you have to you know I'm a marketing guy. Yeah, sales guy, but it's like, well, now I got to learn about quality assurance, and I got to learn about a little bit of engineering, and a little bit of this. So I really, I liked it in a lot of ways, and in other ways, it wasn't so great. Uh, but again, like another, you know, kind of unintended co- consequences, similar to like the prep hockey thing, where you know you you go into it for one reason, and you end up getting something out of it that's even greater um, than the thing that you was your original goal. 
So yeah. I did that. That was probably like my most. I worked there for like five years. Um, and, you know, other jobs, marketing jobs. My first job, uh, like out of college, was for a marketing firm. And we had a, a, a client that needed uh, a blog. And I kind of modeled it after Barstool because I started reading Barstool in college in like 2005. Oh, wow. um, and that was, you know, what, what I liked and what I knew. So, so I ran, I ran a blog of my own. I can't really remember the name of it now, um, for about like 18 months for two years. And then when they announced that Barstool was coming to Chicago, I emailed, um, Big Cat and Prez with some writing samples in the background. And basically Dan, Big Cat, uh, gave me a shot. Uh, as a tryout and said, Hey, like you can be the Blackhawks guy for this playoff run. And that was in 2013. Wow. Like if people like you, people like you, you can stay. I guess people like me because (laughs) eight years later, I'm still here. So that's um, awesome. But yeah, so that's, that's how that whole thing started. Yeah. That's sick. Well, I mean, obviously yeah, they still like you because I mean, they went on when they went three and five years. That's uh, pretty good. Uh, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> right before we get into some Blackhawk talk, I got to ask though, let's talk about the golf game. Do you play much? Where do you play? Do you play? Have you played? How good are you? Yeah. I mean, I, I used to play in my twenties quite a bit. Um, and I don't know, at some point I was just like, I'm not having that much fun with this. And then, uh, <laughs> in the last year or so I've been getting the bug again. So I'm not any good, but I play a little bit and I shoot, you know, in the nineties. I'm not not necessarily like embarrassing myself out there, but yeah. I'm not, not a good golfer by any stretch either. Fair enough. Okay. This is right up your alley. Now we got to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks. You're obviously quite the fan. You also cover them in your blogs and you talk about in the podcast. Wow. I mean, seven, two and one in the last 10 on a three game winning streak. Like you must like what you're seeing from your Hawks. Yeah, I mean they're not that good. Um, like it's, it's an ugly, it's an ugly style of play. It's not you know what it was in the heyday. But I always have time for teams that work hard. And this team, are we allowed to swear on this? On Absolutely, this we're explicit. Yep. Uh, all right, this team works their fucking bag off. Yeah. Like they, you know, they, they they play within a structure. They play within themselves. They're you know they're not trying to be something that they're not. They're not trying to have like these high chance. Uh, type of games. They're not trying to get in the track meets, even against teams that suck like Detroit. Yep. They're very content to win one, two, nothing, two to one. Uh, they've been taking a lot of games to, uh, to overtime. And that's just a function of having low chance games where they might, you know, historically they might, you know, last two, three years, they might lose a game five to two. And now it's like they, they go to overtime because it's two to two because they're just giving up less chances. And then they're, the power play is cashing in and you're just kind of waiting around for Patrick Kane and, you know, the Brinkett and a little bit of Kubalik. And then last night, Kershev, one of your guys to just make one really special play yeah. and get yourself to overtime and hope for the best. And that's, that's been the formula and, and it's working. So you just keep, they just keep working hard and the special, you know, Patrick Kane is so good. And he makes everybody else better. That that's all they really need. And the, you know, they're never. This team can't win the cup. They're not good enough to do that. But I think they can like play this style and play this style all the way into the playoffs. So I think that they can be in that three, four, you know, playoff spot in the division. Um, probably the fourth spot. And that's more than anybody would have ever thought heading into the season uh, without Kirby Doc and Jonathan Taves and. 
Corey Crawford and all, you know, Brandon Saad trade. Yeah. So they really kind of gutted the team, uh, and, you know, some of their own doing with, uh, with, with Saad and Crawford and then bad luck with an illness with Taves and Doc. Uh, so it's just like, you know, we're talking about getting Owen Power and, you know, looking at the draft lottery ball. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'll, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God. Like, well, forget all that. Like, this, team, this team's going to the playoffs. So, and, I, I, and I believe they can. Like, once they get in, I don't think that they match up with Tampa or Carolina yeah, or really anybody good. in a best of seven. But I think that they're good enough to hold off Dallas, who's been ravaged by COVID and now this storm with delayed games. Like, Dallas has game in, games in hand, but the yeah. Hawks have won all those games. It's not like they're tied. And Hawks have games in hand. Hawks are way ahead of them. And I think, you know, Dallas, they're going to play, be playing a lot of, like, three and four nights and four and six. And I just feel like it's going to be hard for them to make up ground if the Hawks just keep pushing games to overtime and getting these wins. So um, I, I'm feeling pretty confident that they can make the playoffs. Absolutely. Well, that, yeah, and that makes so much sense. But I was watching, like, just the start of the year, and I was watching a game, and I was like, this is so boring. They're bad, and then they started winning and they started playing better. And I see what you're saying how they how they just work hard, and then they're I, I like Jeremy Carlson as a coach. I think he's like they must love what he's doing there because I think when they resign him again. Well, yeah, I mean, it's I would say that going into this year, he was there was a lot of people, myself included, who were kind of calling for his head. Yeah, um, and you know it's. I think he's the guys have bought in a little bit more, and the style is boring. And I don't think you know Colleton would want to play this way. Yeah, I think he's done a good job in recognizing what his team is and putting them in a position to win. And and they're they're going all out. And then they also just have a lot of young and hungry guys. They got you know Reese Johnson and Brandon Hagel up front, who just you know I was just about to say that yeah, work everyone. They're fighting for NHL jobs, and they got other guys like Ian Mitchell and Nick Bodin, who are they're rookies as well, trying to prove themselves. Kurashev's a rookie, uh, you know, more of a hopefully a top six type future. He had the, the highlight real goal last night, where you know they they have like this kind of weird combination of a couple of Hall of Famers, and then like eighteen guys who are kind of fringe guys. Right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. For for one reason or another, and it's but they're coming together as a group and they're getting results. So it's hard to argue with anything like that. And, and Calden certainly deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, well, and you just mentioned too of the guy like Reese Johnson. You know, a, a good family friend of mine that I grew up with. You know, little Reese at the time, and he's not little anymore. And <laughs> watching him play in the Western League, watching Brandon Hagel play in the Western League, uh, Kirby Doc. Like I'm, I'm out Saskatchewan, so I see all these teams play, but I see where you know the talent and like the, in in the youth. <laughs> You know, I guess what my question is, where do you see, you know, with the guys coming up, is this a team that, you know, down the road can be like they had back in the one, what, three and five? I don't think so. Um, you know, and it, it pains me to say that, but I think <laughs> that, you know, I, they just don't have, it's hard. It's hard to be that good. And people forget, like, people just, like, forget about Patrick Sharp and Marion Hosa and how good oh, yeah. and Seabrook were. So, like, all the marketing and all, like, the national attention was always on 19 and 88. But that team was so good, uh, top to bottom. You got Dave Boland and, you know, Dustin Bufflin on that first team. And even guys like Christopher Stieg, like Nick Letty. Like, people just forget, like, how awesome yeah. those teams were. In addition to having even Brian Campbell, were top 100 players of all time. 
So yeah. I don't like, I love Kirby Doc. Is Kirby Doc going to be as impactful as Jonathan Taves? It's hard for me to say yes. Yeah. There is never going to be another Patrick Kane. Like, they just, there's nobody coming. Like, I think this group, as, you know, the, the older guys kind of age and become less effective and the, the younger guys will ascend, I think they're going to get to a spot where they'll be consistently in the playoffs but just not really have enough to beat the best teams. Um, that's kind of how I see it playing out. Hope I'm wrong. Uh, but that's, that's kind of what I see. Because they, they don't have a lot in the, in the prospect pool coming either. Yeah. They had a first-round pick, this kid out of Germany. I'm sure he'll be a nice middle six-winger. But they don't have like that game-breaking, you know, true, true top six wing like a Patrick Kane to go next to Kirby Doc if he was going to be your version of Jonathan Taves 2.0. You know, like, they just don't yeah. have it. So, I think that they could be, like, remember those Minnesota Wild teams or even those St. Louis Blues teams? Just uh, grinded. Like the yeah. When the Hawks were winning, like, those are some, or even Nashville, they had some very, very good teams, some fun teams, and they could win a round in the playoffs, and then they'd run into the Blackhawks or the, or the Kings or – and they were just like, hey, we're just not good enough. And I think that's what this this group, I think that's what their future is. And, you know, I hate to say I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. But I think that's a realistic expectation. And, uh, you know, you always want to win the Stanley Cup. But I just, you know, it's hard for me to be like, how could anybody be as good as those teams were yeah. from 2009 to 2015? Like, they're just so dominant. Yeah, well, and that leads me to my next question there, Chief. I mean, you know, talking about, you know, what do they have to do? And I guess my question is, what should or what do you see happening at trade deadline day? Obviously, with COVID, uh, are they buyers? Are they sellers? Is Kane gone? Is, you know, is Taze going to be moved? I don't think he can be even be moved right now. Keith, like, like what's going to happen with the Hawks at deadline day? I don't, I mean, they're not trading any of the guys you just mentioned. Uh, they certainly should not be buyers because that goes back in to what I was saying before. Like, yeah, they're a hardworking team. Like it's like, like they'd have to add like Nate McKinnon to this team to be like, Oh, maybe they can win the cup. Like, and that's just never going to happen. So what they should be doing is looking at their roster for guys that are on expiring deals. Like Zadorov, like Zadorov is a capable NHL defenseman. He hasn't been that good for the Hawks. But, you know, he's been in the league for a while. And yeah. That, the old adage, uh, you can never have enough defensemen, especially in the playoffs. So can you get a second or a third round pick for him? I would probably flip him. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they have a few guys, like, veteran-type guys on one-year deals, Walmart, Yanmark, um, you know, guys like that who you could, you could probably flip into future assets uh, and, you know, they're not winning it this year, and I think that none of those guys are so good. Um, the, the guys that I just mentioned are so good that losing them would ne- wouldn't necessarily take you out of the playoffs. Yeah, um, and then adding could help you down the road if you you know hit on a few of those lottery tickets, uh, meaning the draft. So I think that's probably the way to do it. Um, but we'll see we'll see how it how it plays out. All right, Chief, off to our segment called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by Divots Indoor Golf. They're the number one place to be at in the wintertime in Regina. They have seven great simulators, food is top-notch, and it is a great atmosphere to be at, located in Regina, Saskatchewan. 
All right, Chief, we got you on here for another you know, 14-ish minutes here. I know you're a busy guy, but there's some questions that have been written in for you. Um, favorite golfer? Favorite golfer? You know, I, I've, I've never had a guy that I've, like, really, <laughs> really gravitated to. I, there are guys that I like. I like Rory. Um, it's hard to not fall back in love with Tiger after all this time. Yeah. Um, uh, those would probably be my top two. I feel like that's pretty cliche. I don't really, I'm not really a Dustin Johnson guy. Wow. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Not, not, not my favorite. I know he's probably big in with, uh, with the hockey group as a Gretzky connection, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about him. I don't like his face. We'll just we'll say that. <laughs> he's, just, he's not my kind of guy. Uh, I always like Phil Mickelson. He always gets himself in trouble, but I don't have a, uh, I don't have like, Oh, this is my guy. Like I don't have a guy like that. Fair enough. All right. Favorite course you have played? Uh, I played Medina here in Chicago. Um, I played one time down at uh, in Kiowa, South Carolina. Again, like I, I'm not the, the biggest golfer. That's all right. I've done the, uh, the simulators here in Chicago. Um, <laughs> where I've done, like, I've done the simulation version of like Pebble <laughs> Beach and Banded Dunes. Uh, but yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> been like the biggest golfer playing these like ridiculous courses we get we phone in my dad for that one <laughs> okay yeah just drop us no we'll, we'll, we'll give him a call okay yeah. ultimate foursome ultimate foursome um what can you be more specific like uh, on the golf, golf course <laughs> oh no yeah it doesn't like yeah golf course um foursome anyone golfers hockey players living dead whoever hmm. you know I will keep it in the network here. I love Ryan Whitney. He's oh. such a he's such a dickhead, but he's in like the best way possible. And um, and he's a, he's a great golfer. And he's just he's very competitive. I'm pretty competitive. Loves to chirp. I'd love to play with him. Uh, so he'll, he'll he gets a spot. Uh, see who else could we pick. Hmm. You got you got me kind of stumped here. You know who else I love? This is, like I'm a big college football guy. I'd love to have Steve Spurrier. Uh, okay. Of course, I mean, he's a he's a big golfer. He's, I don't know if you're a big college football guy or not, but the old ball coach. He's a uh, coach for South Carolina for Florida. Uh, he actually won a Heisman Trophy as a player too. But he's a great golfer. Wow. So Whitney Spurrier, myself, and. Uh, you know, I kind of want somebody there. We'll go back to in network. A guy who will make me feel better about my own game is there for comedic relief, and he'll has has no problems having multiple pops on the golf course and maybe a few other things. But uh, Big Cat, Big oh, Cat yeah. would be, uh, you know, Dan Cat would be. A, he's a great guy. You know, he's content. He might not even finish all eighteen, <laughs> but he'll be, you know, making runs. You know, track down the cart girl, throwing, keeping the beers cold, keeping morale high. Like that's that's my kind of guy that's that's like my day at the golf course which is just like you're you're talking shit four hours of good, good dudes time. yeah 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 i'm not i'm not like some super serious golfer so i just want to have a good time absolutely okay three more here for you chief favorite part about living in chicago huh. the weather of course no, i mean <laughs> we're, we're up we're up to our kits in snow right now so that was that was a joke um but in the summer, like this city is just incredible. They have like the, I think it's like the prettiest city. Uh, I live just a little bit wet. Like I have this westerly view of the skyline from my deck. 
I, I think the skyline is spectacular. The lake is great if you ever get out in a boat in the summer. Wrigley Field, just like all the outdoor bars and patios. I'm really hoping we get to have yeah, like a real summer this so. year. Because Chicago, Chicago in the summer is just there's nothing like it. And uh, yeah, and all and you know something that I've been going to New York more now for for work and for other things. Chicago is just so different than those places and than those other cities yeah. because you have the downtown, but then it's so like neighborhood centric and all the neighborhoods are just a little bit different. Like Wicker Park's different than Lincoln Park and Logan Square's different than Ukrainian Village. And, you know, you just have South Loop. Like it's, you can have like a little, there's something for everybody here. And, uh, and it, it's a great city. All righty. Favorite part about working at Barstool? Say that again, please. Uh, favorite part about working at Barstool? You know, I, I think the serious answer on a grander scale is I really love our leadership. I love Erica Nardini, our CEO. I love Dave Portnoy. They're both exceptionally bright, exceptionally honest, which, you know, I really, really value. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and Big Cat, you know, he's been like my kind of personal like champion and mentor. Like he, and he's, you know, one arguably the biggest media guy. Uh, in the world right now outside of Portnoy. And, um, and so like the fact that I get to work with those kind of people, like that are like good people and just really smart. Um, that's really great. And then the other thing about them, they don't really tell us anything. Okay. So I don't have like big cats, my boss, but he's never told me what to do really for anything. It's just like today we went to, today we went to some, uh, it's called Supreme Lobster. It's like a, it's like a, a seafood distribution place, and we made a video, and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun, and we're like throwing fish around and eating like like sushi, high end sushi grade uh, salmon and tuna, and cutting it right off the fish as it comes off the truck. And it's just like, what what is this job? Like, yeah. This is a weird job. And um, but you know we're gonna make that video and people will watch it and no one would no one will ever say like why did you guys make a video about a fish distribution place? <laughs> like well we thought it was interesting we thought we could make it a little funny so we did and um, that's awesome that was you know that was really great and um, and and you know so that like you just have this freedom to kind of create your own thing it's almost like you're you're an entrepreneur inside of this company and you can create your own brands and your own content and you don't have editors or shareholders or really anybody holding you back telling yeah. you what to do or what to say like you know there might be consequences for things that you say but nobody will ever tell you what to say and i i really really value that yeah that's awesome man that's uh sounds unreal <laughs> Yeah, I feel very lucky to be part of this company. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, last one here. And we have great fans. We have great. Yeah, you we do have great, have great fans. fans. Like that can't be stated enough, too. Like that's that's the magic behind all of this. That's why I get to do what we do. Like you know, I was I was at a bar last night, uh, meeting with some some guy from from the Blackhawks actually in their marketing department, and some random stoolie was just like, "Hey," and he sent over a shot and a beer and left. Like, he didn't say nice. anything. He just wanted to, you know. He's told the bartenders send it over because our fans just they're just good people who you know and they they care about us and they root for us like we're a sports team yeah and uh, and I really really appreciate that too yeah that's awesome uh, last one here chief favorite NHL game memory or experience 
Um, it's it's easy for me. Um, I got two. Sorry, I gotta get this out of the way. Uh, first, one was from 2013. I was uh, at Game Seven, uh, Blackhawks Red Wings. Um, you know, sitting right behind uh, the goal where Jalmerson had the one disallowed. So it's like your rival. You're on your way to the Stanley Cup. They were down three one in the series. They come all the way back. They have the goal, it's disallowed, and then Seabrook gets it to win. It's the loudest I've ever heard any stadium. It's the most tense I've ever been for, for any uh, one single sporting event. Like, your butt was just, like, clenched up the entire game. And then to win it in overtime, then they go on to win the Stanley Cup. Like, being in the building for that was incredible. And then um, Scott Darling um, has is, like, a good friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, former goalie for the Hawks, so... Uh, and, and, you know, that's a great story too. For a while, what's that? I was just saying that's a great story too. If I mean he's played everywhere. Oh yeah, and, he's, and got, he's got a great story. But like we have like we have like a mutual best friend. He actually that guy actually lives out in California, so we all like got connected through this mutual friend, and he and I have become really good friends. But we got because of Scott, and he was on the fifteen team. I got to like party with the Stanley Cup for like that week when they won. So we're on the party bus, we're spraying champagne off like balconies at the bar. Um, you know, you just, I'm carry, I'm personally carrying the Stanley cup out of, uh, like different bars in Chicago and putting it on the, <laughs> on the, uh, party bus. It was like, this is, it was like, it's surreal. Like I still like, I think back and it's just like, I can't believe that that happened where, you know, Pat yeah. Sharp is telling me the, the Stanley cup is posted up behind the bar. And Sharpie just goes, hey, hey, chief, like, go get the cup. So I, you know, so I go with Seabrook and we pick up the cup and we're leaving the bar. And it's like, I'm carrying it out. And there's news cameras and fans and they got some fat idiot carrying the Stanley Cup. And it's like, <laughs> what am I doing here? This is insane. And uh, like, I do not belong. And but like all the guys were so cool. And it was, you know, a very memorable moment that just it's still like absurd to me that that happened. Like I had my hands on that trophy. It's crazy. Yeah, man, that's unreal. I I once sat in the Stanley Cup. I that was uh, three, three or four. I don't know. Joey won that thing so many times. For, but, for the old for like those ninety seven, ninety eight wings. Yeah, uh, yeah, two or three, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The the wings at the time when they were a, a dynasty, like the Hawks, were uh, for a long time as well. Okay, yeah. man. Well, uh, I appreciate you doing this today. Um, you know, thirty minutes of your time. You know, it means a lot. I'm sure all the listeners are pumped to hear this one. So uh, I hope we can do it again there, Chief. Um, Take care and stay in touch. All right, will do. Thanks for having me. Hey, fellas. We're in the thick of winter, and the storms are brewing. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs. Manscaped is here to provide you with the best tools for your family jewels. Have you ever noticed how nasty nose and ear hair is? In fact, 79% of partners polled admitted that lawn nose hair is a major turnoff. So that's why I use the Weed Whacker. Reminder, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code HOSL20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And remember, use the code Hosel 20. Thanks to our good friends at Manscaped for making our winter wieners look so good. 
Alrighty, there it is, episode 60, Barstool Chief, aka Ryan, as I had to check out, as you would have heard in the podcast, via LinkedIn, to find out what his name was, texted Frank Fleming, didn't know his name. Frank the Tank? Frank the Tank. <laughs> uh, so Frank did not know the name, but we figured it out, Ryan, you know, it was a 28 and a half minute interview with him, I had a lot of fun, you know, as a Barstool guy, he's pretty he's pretty tight with the big boys, you know, Chief and, uh, you know, Dave and... Um, yeah, thoughts at there, the, there, Dan? Oof. Yeah, you kind of, you took over that one. I wasn't there that day, sadly, but um, just another great episode. Thanks to Barstool Chief for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, it's kind of interesting to hear about, you know, the Big Cat and Dave Portnoy and the Barstool Sports in general. I, I'm a big fan of Barstool Sports, and yeah, we'll give them some free ads here because they're huge anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but go check them out if you can. You know, I'll give a free plug for the boys. Go check yeah. out Dave Portnoy. Go check out Barstool's Chief. Okay, I'm taking this away. Anyways, yeah, it was a good podcast. Thank you very much, Barstool Chief, for coming on. <laughs> that was good there, Dan. Yeah, no, his podcast, Redland Radio. Uh, make sure you listen off the hosel first. Cause yeah. Then listen to his. That's why I listen to our podcast, so just do it. No, it was a lot of fun, though. You know, he talked about just experiences working at Barstool and, you know, the, the free will they have out there, do what they want. Uh, I know a lot of fun and you know Chief told me off the record that wants to come back on talk Hawks hockey whatever you know he was in yeah, a rush how much they blow <laughs> what do you mean they, no, they're, they're, they're 7-2-1 at the time we talked in the show oh yeah they're 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 uh, making a comeback here and, Brand, go Brandon Hagel by the way Brandon Hagel and it was kind of cool too to even see like because he mentioned Reese Johnson you know my old good buddy Wyatt Johnson his brother's playing for the Hawks up and down on the taxi squad taxi jabs yep it's T-shirt time. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was a lot of fun with that one. Um, Dan, first off, good to see you. It's been a while, boys and girls. So I was pretty happy to be back with here with Koshi. You know, the, everyone always says Koshi's a little annoying, but, you know, you miss no, the guy. No. You're welcome. <laughs> you miss the guy, and it was good to see you, though, <laughs> Coach. Uh, hopefully that can be at the next few, and we can keep the same rolling. Absolutely, yeah. And obviously, we miss Troy, as always, and... He's grinding away at uh, Everest. It's a free out, a free plug for Everest. Well, Everest, you need some steel pipe? <laughs> Cut me off. Just, I got to stop talking today. <laughs> it's been a while, so I'm talking too much today. Quickly, before we go, reminder, check us out on social media, at Coaster Drew, at Coaster Troy, at DHags, double Z on Twitter. Instagram's at Daniel Hagel 5 at York Co. That's Y-O-R-T-K-O. What a weird handle. And at Coaster Drew, pretty organic. The last name first. Because you got to, hey, Dan. If you want to go down to dit up, you got to dit up to dit down. Yeah. <laughs> woo. So follow us there, off the hosel, at underscore off the hosel on Twitter and Instagram, off the hosel, just Facebook. Check us out. By the way, this Friday we'll, we'll be announcing the package contest of a off the hosel hat, sick hats from Extreme Hockey. Thanks, Donnie, you. And a weed whacker. What else? Oh, and a manscaped um, cologne. The, uh, what is it called? Refined? Refined cologne. So, uh, good. remember, check out manscaped.com, Hosel20 promo code. I got to get myself a nose trimmer here. <sighs> Old hairs are sticking out too much here lately. 20% off, free shipping. Shave your nuts, shave your balls, shave everything. Check out manscaped.com. Danny H, always a pleasure. Troy's not here today. Danny H, you are. Yeah, good to see you, brother. Love you. Peace. Thanks, all the listeners. Everyone else, have a great Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Subscribe to the podcast, like, rate, retweet, follow us. If you don't, you're dead to me. You're dead to me.
Just kidding. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.